Over the last several years, the health concerns surrounding sitting have really been highlighted by the health and fitness crowds, as well as the mainstream media. In fact, there have been entire books published on this topic. I've seen articles with titles such as Sitting is Evil, Sitting is the New Smoking, and Even Sitting Will Kill You. Wow, those seem pretty aggressive. We've been sitting since the beginning of time. I'm going to really shock the world with this comment. Sorry, sitting isn't really bad for you. Yup. There is nothing wrong with sitting. I'm actually doing it right now as I write this article. You probably are too while you read this article. Don't get me wrong, sedentary lifestyles are not healthy. According to the World Health Organization, sedentary lifestyles increase all causes of mortality and raises the risk of health concerns such as cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, cancer, and even depression and anxiety. But let's get one thing straight. Greater than it's not sitting that is bad for you, it's never moving that is bad for you. By putting all the blame on sitting, we lose focus on the real issue, which is lack of movement and exercise. We are seeing a shift in people switching to standing desks at work, still not exercising, but thinking that they are now making healthy choices. This is so backwards it boggles my mind. It all begin with a negative myth that sitting is the new smoking and completely ignores the true issue. The body adapts amazingly well to the forces and stress that we apply to it throughout the day. If you sit all day, your body will adapt. Your body will lose mobility to areas like your hips, hamstrings, and thoracic spine. Your core is essentially not needed while sitting so thinks it's not needed anymore during other activities. And several muscles groups get used less frequently while sitting and weaken over time, like your glutes, scapular retractors, and posterior rotator cuff. Your body is a master compensator, and will adapt to the stress applied, or not applied, to make you efficient at what you do all day. Unfortunately, when all you do is sit all day, and you never reverse this posture or exercise, your body adapts to this stress to make you the most efficient sitter. That's right, you get really good at sitting. For example, think about what happens to the core when you sit all day. One of the functions of your core is to maintain good posture and essentially to keep the bones of your skeleton from crashing to the floor. The core is engaged at a low level of muscle activity throughout the day for postural needs. The problem with sitting is that the chair also serves this function, so your core isn't needed to keep you upright, the chair serves this function. If sitting is all you do, then when you stand up, your core essentially isn't accustomed to providing this postural support so you rock back onto your static stabilizers by doing things like standing with a large anterior pelvic tilt and lumbar extension. Unfortunately, this becomes the path of least resistance, and most energy efficient, for your body. Your core gets used to relying on the chair to function, then when you need it, gets lazy. Despite what you may read in the media, it's okay to sit all day. That is, as long as you are reversing this posture at some point. This can be as specific as exercises designed to combat sitting and as general as simply taking a walk in the evening. 3 Strategies to Combat Sitting All Day I want to share the three things that I often discuss with my patients and clients. You can apply these yourself or use them to discuss with your clients as well. But if you sit all day, you really should. 1. Move often. 2. Reverse your posture. 3. Exercise. But the real first step is to stop blaming sitting and start focusing on the real issue. It's lack of movement and exercise that is the real concern, not sitting. Step 1. Move often. 
The first step to combating sitting all day is to move around often. The body needs movement variability, or it will simply adapt to what it does all day. I get it, we all work long days, and sitting is often required in many of our jobs. But the easiest way to minimize the effects of sitting all day is to figure out ways to get up and move throughout the day. This doesn't need to be 10 minutes of exercise, it could simply be things like getting up to fill up a water bottle or taking quick two-minute walk around the house. This works well for me, but you need to find what works for you. I know of others that use things like Pomodoro timers or even some of the newer fitness tracking devices, which can remind you to stand up and move around at set times. Step 2. Reverse your posture. The concept is essentially that we need to reverse the posture that we do the most throughout the day to keep our body balanced and prevent overuse. Sitting involves a predominantly flexed posture, so doing exercises that promote the posterior chain would be helpful. These will depend on each person but a basic set of exercises may look like. Thoracic extension. True hip flexor stretch. Chin nods. Shoulder W's. Glute bridges. Step 3. Exercise. Remember going back to some of the past concepts above, the body adapts to the stress applied. To combat this perfectly, a detailed exercise program that is designed specifically for you and comprehensively includes a focus on total body and core control is ideal. This will assure that the muscle groups that are not being used while sitting all day get the strength and mobility they need, while the core gets trained to stabilize the trunk during functional movements. If you want to get the most out of your body and stay optimized, you need to do things like work on your hip and thoracic spine mobility, strengthen your rotator cuff, groove your hinge pattern, and learn how to deadlift and work your glutes. Sitting ISNT bad for you, not moving is. As a profession, we need to get away from blaming sitting as the enemy and labeling it evil. Our society is sitting more and more each generation. We need to be honest with ourselves and realize that sitting isn't the problem, it's not moving enough that is the concern. We need to stop pointing fingers and get to the root of the problem. Go ahead and sit. Just move more often and use these three strategies to combat sitting all day. Is sitting always bad for your mind? A new study suggests maybe not it's generally accepted health advice that adults of all ages should sit less, move more and engage in regular exercise to feel better and reduce the risk of chronic diseases. However, when it comes to the brain and cognition, a new study of older adults from Colorado State University suggests that some sedentariness isn't all bad so long as basic physical activity benchmarks are being met. The research, from Assistant Professor Aga Berzinska in the CSU Department of Human Development and Family Studies, examined the association between sensor-measured physical activity and cognitive performance in a sample of 228 healthy older adults, aged 60 to 80. Published in Psychology and Aging, the results showed that, as expected, adults who engaged in more moderate to vigorous activity had better speed, memory and reasoning abilities. However, the data also revealed that adults who spent more time sedentary performed better on vocabulary and reasoning tasks. The study could be a bit of good news for a population of Americans who spend a significant amount of time sitting for work and for leisure. Sensitive measurements the association between increased physical activity and improved cardiovascular and metabolic health is one that's well documented, according to Berzinska. But the link between different intensities of daily physical activity and cognitive health is less understood, especially in older adults. We know that as we grow older, even if we do not have any cognitive impairments, people age 60 and up already show some decreases in speed, executive functioning, and memory. 
Those decreases are totally within a normal range, but this study was looking to understand how our behaviors and habits may correlate with cognitive outcomes in older age, Berzinska said. What differentiates this study from others is the way the researchers measured daily physical activity, using scientifically validated sensors that are more accurate than your average, consumer-based activity tracker. Other studies rely on self-reported data to measure physical activity, and we already know that people like to overestimate their daily movement and underestimate the time they spend sitting, Berzinska said. If you ask, how long did you sit today? People will perhaps say two to three hours when the reality is more like six to eight hours, she added. Further, where other studies might use only one or two measures of cognition and a general definition of physical activity, Berzinska's study employed a broad assessment that tested 16 cognitive tasks. In addition, they measured and controlled for socioeconomic and health factors, such as employment status, income level, aerobic fitness, blood pressure, and mobility issues. Our study has pretty high-quality measures that cannot be done quick and dirty, Berzinska said. Older adults who participated in the study wore the sensor on their hip for a span of seven days, during which the sensor captured the daily time they spent sitting or in light versus moderate to vigorous physical activity. Fluid versus crystallized cognition The cognitive assessment prompted participants to select patterns, fill in the blanks, and identify shapes, among other tasks, the results of which helped researchers gauge if there was a correlation between physical activity and fluid versus crystallized cognition. So-called fluid abilities, such as speed and memory, problem-solving, and reasoning skills, tend to decline throughout adulthood. Yet, participants in the study who engaged in moderate to vigorous physical activity performed better on fluid tasks, suggesting that exercise might stave off some of the typical effects of brain aging. However, most participants in the study did not spend a significant amount of time in physical activity. In fact, data showed that, on average, most participants spent less than 2.7% of their time engaged in moderate to vigorous activities. Those older adults who instead sat more hours each day performed better on knowledge-based activities, like vocabulary tests or reading comprehension. These crystallized abilities tend to strengthen with age as adults acquire more knowledge and experience. Interestingly, the researchers observed no associations between light physical activities, such as doing laundry, cooking, or other household chores, and cognition. Although replacing sedentariness with light physical activity has been recommended for better metabolic health, there is no evidence of such a relationship at the cognitive level. While the results are purely correlations and have no clear causes, the researchers speculate that when people are sedentary, they're likely to be engaging in educational, stimulating activities, like reading, playing games or puzzles, or attending plays, which might serve to boost crystallized cognition. There's this big push within health and wellness that sitting is always bad for your body, that being a couch potato is not good, Berzinska said, and although our earlier studies indicated that the brains of those who spend more time sitting may age faster, it seems that on the cognitive level, sitting time may also be meaningful. Ways to spend our sitting time however, future studies are needed to determine how exactly the participants spent their time sitting before any definitive conclusions can be made about sedentary activity and cognitive health. Berzinska says the study reinforces the recommendation that regular exercise is good for general health, but for those older adults who might not be able to be physically active, engaging in more cognitively demanding activities may also be an option. I don't think I would in any way suggest that we should engage in more sitting, but I think trying to be as physically active as possible and making sure that you get stimulated in your sedentary time, that it's not just spent staring at the TV, that this combination might be the best way to take care of your brain, she said. 
I hope it sends some positive message for those of us who have had limited opportunities to exercise during the pandemic. In the quest for long-term brain health, it seems balance is the answer. When you exercise, enjoy your exercise. Maybe sometimes think, yeah, I'm going to go sit now and enjoy a really good book, Berzinska added. The Department of Human Development and Family Studies is part of CSU's College of Health and Human Sciences. Berzinska is also an affiliate faculty member in the Columbine Health System Center for Healthy Aging at CSU. Public health advocates know our environment, filled with processed foods and sedentary lifestyles, is largely to blame for America's obesity epidemic. That's why there's a big push to make the healthy choice the easy choice. We have a physiological drive for high sugar, high calorie foods, says Stephanie Rost, a registered dietitian with the Weight Watchers 360 program. These are the foods that we're surrounded by, in an environment where it's okay to eat wherever and whenever you like. Changing our environment, experts say, may be more effective than trying to control our natural impulses. Borrow a few ideas from Rost and Anytime Fitness Chief Scientific Officer Brian Zahetner to revamp your space for weight loss success. Story Highlights A recent review showed a link between time watching TV and increased diabetes risk. A growing body of evidence suggests that not all sitting is equal. Sitting has been branded the new smoking for its supposed public health risks, especially for people with sit-down office jobs. Over the past 15 years or so sitting has been linked with cancer, heart disease and diabetes and even depression. This has led to a surge in media stories on the risks of sitting, even for people who do a lot of exercise. Then there's the rise in the popularity of standing desks to encourage people to get off their chairs to improve their health. But is sitting really that risky? And do we really need standing desks? What does the evidence say? In a latest study they investigated if not only the total amount of sitting, but different types of sitting, were linked with developing type 2 diabetes. They wanted to see if there was any difference between sitting watching TV, sitting at work, or sitting at home but not watching TV. They measured sitting behaviors of 4,811 British public servants, who were on average 44 years old and didn't have diabetes, heart or circulatory problems, at the start of the study. Over the next 13 years, 402 people developed diabetes. Once they took into account obesity, physical activity, and other factors contributing to developing type 2 diabetes, neither total sitting time, sitting at work or sitting at home but not watching TV were linked with developing diabetes. They found only a weak association with the time spent sitting watching TV and an increased risk of developing diabetes. This contrasts with a recent review combining the results of five older TV studies that showed a stronger link. But hardly any of the included studies accounted for obesity, a major cause of diabetes. For people who are physically inactive, though, the story's different. Two recent studies show the total time spent sitting a day is linked with developing diabetes, but only in people who are physically inactive or both physically inactive and obese. That's not the whole story. At least two factors determine if sitting is a risk factor in its own right, the type and context of sitting. Type and context of sitting we're most likely to sit at work at play and while traveling. And a growing body of evidence suggests not all sitting is equal. For example, sitting down at work isn't strongly linked with long-term health risks. Perhaps that's because higher status jobs involve more sitting, and higher socioeconomic position is linked with a lower risk of chronic disease. It's a different case for sitting watching TV, 
The type of sitting most consistently linked with long-term health risks such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease and an early death. People who watch a lot of TV tend to be of lower socioeconomic status, unemployed, have poorer mental health, eat unhealthy foods and be exposed to unhealthy food advertising. Each of these aspects of watching TV increases the chances of poor physical and mental health. But studies cannot account for all these complex influences. In other words, TV involves a constellation of health risks that go uncounted. So TV studies only tell us that excessive TV viewing is a behavior that needs to be reduced, but tell us practically nothing about the health risks of sitting. Physical activity in sitting. An important aspect of the study was that participants said they were physically active, reporting an average 43 minutes walking a day, plus more than two hours of other physical activity a day. A large recent review combining data from over 1 million participants found 60 to 75 minutes of physical activity a day eliminated the harms of sitting when it came to measuring death from cardiovascular disease or death by all causes. One possible explanation for the weak links between sitting and diabetes they observed is that participants were protected by their high levels of physical activity. This suggests it's particularly important to find ways to allow office workers forced to spend many hours a day in front of a computer to add physical activity to their daily routine. As well as individuals changing their behavior, governments need to provide infrastructure for active commuting, like bike lanes and secure bike racks at stations, and encourage people to use public transport. Employers could provide incentives and facilities for active commuting, like providing showers at work, and promote lunchtime walks, encourage the use of stairs instead of lifts, and even walking meetings when convenient. How about standing desks? Adjustable desks that allow a sitting and standing option, sit-stand desks, could be a good first step, especially for very sedentary and unfit workers. But these aren't a complete solution as people don't expend much energy, or exert themselves, using them. Even well-designed studies of people using sit-stand desks found replacing sitting with standing for 40 to 45 minutes each workday didn't provide any measurable health benefits. And people who use them may think they've done their bit and tend to be less physically active after work. Reducing the amount of time spent sitting can be a useful option if people don't want to walk or cannot walk, cycle or exercise. But you would have to cut back your sitting by many hours a day to achieve the same reduced risk of dying from cancer and cardiovascular disease from doing even one or two exercise sessions a week. Although we tend to assume it's easier to reduce sitting time than to promote physical activity, unfortunately, they are equally hard to tackle. Where to now? Rather than being the new smoking, we need to think of sitting as an important part of the wider problem of physical inactivity. We also need to read behind the headlines of how the media covers sitting. Research just published shows 30 to 40% of media stories on sedentary behavior promote misleading messages, such as sitting undoes the benefits of exercise. So, the first priority is to reinforce the most evidence-based message, move as often as possible, huff and puff sometimes. Some workouts, you'd really rather be sitting down. Sometimes it's because you tweaked your knee during that last 5k you ran. Other times, it's because you're having a depression flare-up and can't imagine standing up today. Possibly your job has you mostly sitting at a desk. Still other days, you just don't want to. Whatever is keeping you sitting down, if you're finding yourself restless, and wanting to exercise somehow, you can still get an effective workout while seated. Working a desk job, 40 hours a week, or even more, when the busy season comes around, helping your kids with their homework, taking care of your dog, cooking dinner, 
and all that commuting leaves little to no time to get in your workout. Sure, you could wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning to hit the gym before you shower and leave for work. But when the baby keeps you up until midnight, that's not possible. Unless you want to sleep through your 10 a.m. meeting, that is. If you feel like you aren't getting the exercise that not only keeps you in shape and healthy but also boosts your endorphins and relieves stress, you are definitely not alone. According to fitness.gov, only one in three adults gets the recommended amount of physical activity each week. 28% of Americans aged 6 and older are physically inactive. Why not change things around, rally your co-workers, and create an in-office fitness routine? In this article, we'll take you through 27 simple exercises that you can try right there at your desk and without taking up too much. Let's dive right in. The Benefits of Desk Exercises Sitting for long periods at your desk can lead to some serious complications. This lack of activity doesn't just affect your health. It can have a direct impact on your work performance and engagement. According to studies from the American College of Sports Medicine and the Journal of Workplace Health Management, 60% of employees said their time management skills, mental performance, and ability to meet deadlines improved on days they exercised. 27% of employees reported higher levels of dealing calmly with stress on days they exercised. 41% of employees reported higher rates of feeling motivated to work on exercise days. Besides these health aspects, the number one benefit exercise has on your work is that it improves your productivity by allowing you to take regular breaks and clear your mind. In this light, you can encourage your employer to turn midday exercising into an office-wide habit. For instance, Having a daily group exercise session at 11 a.m. so everyone can do a 15-minute workout or light stretch can not only make everyone healthier, it can also serve as a team-building opportunity. Exercise is clearly beneficial in so many aspects of our lives, including our jobs. Don't forget that sitting for prolonged hours is actually harmful to your health. Unfortunately, not all workplaces sponsor lunchtime yoga or have gyms on site. Even then, it's difficult to find the time and energy for a complete workout routine. A common misconception about workouts is that they need to happen on your feet or on your palms in a plank-type position, says Bethany Stillwagon, a certified personal trainer and master coach for Boutique Fitness Concept Row House. Seated exercises can be great for a quick, at-your-desk workout, or if you find balance to be a big issue when working out, or if standing hurts more than helps your body. Even though sitting for prolonged periods of time gets a bad rap, sometimes staying in a chair or on the couch is the most accessible thing for your body, and that's okay. You can still get creative with your exercises. Try to find ways to move when you can, says Nate Helming, the co-founder of the training community The Run Experience and strength coach for the running app Strava. Helming suggests taking phone calls while walking around, but if a stroll isn't an option, try some seated exercises at least every 30 minutes or so. Exercise can be a useful tool for managing stress and helping to improve sleep, says Dr. Alexis Colvin, MD, an orthopedist at Mount Sinai and the chief medical officer of the U.S. Open. The hardest part is always trying to establish a routine and make the exercise a habit. To get started, Dr. Colvin tells Bustle it's best to set small, realistic goals for yourself. Trying out some of these 27 exercises you can do while sitting might be a helpful place to start. Keep in mind some of these exercises are better done at home or the gym rather than at work it all depends on your work environment and job. 1. Arm Circles Sit up as tall as feels comfortable for you and raise your arms out to your sides. 
Imagine your index fingers are laser pointers and draw small circles on the opposite walls. Complete a series of circles forward, then a series of circles backward. Because you aren't putting any sort of resistance in your arms besides gravity, gravity and the weight of your arms are your resistance, so think higher reps, Stillwagon says. I like to encourage my personal training clients to do three sets of these until they approach failure, which means stopping right when you feel that your form is about to break down. But of course, listen to your own body and maybe cap it sooner. Two bicep towel hold. Grab a full sized towel, or sheet, and secure its middle under your chair or feet. Take one end of the towel into each hand. Squeeze your glutes and quads to keep your low back safe. Then, contract your biceps. Keep your upper arms pinned to your rib cage and curl the towel upward. Adjust your grip so that no matter how hard you pull, the towel won't go anywhere. Your biceps and forearms might start to shake with effort, and that's normal. Just make sure you're breaking. Hold until you need to rest, then repeat three times. 3. Overhead Tricep Extension You can grab a textbook for this, or, let's be real, the Order of the Phoenix will do quite nicely. But, you don't need any kind of weight. Sit up tall and reach your arms over your head. Keep your upper arms close to your ears and try not to flare them out while you move. If you're holding a book, adjust your grip so it doesn't hit you as your hands travel down the back of your head toward the nape of your neck. Keeping your upper arms close to your ears, straighten your elbows again. This might not sound like much, but if you can track your triceps hard at the top of each rep, you'll get a nice muscle buzz from it. Try for 3 sets of 15 reps. 4. Punches Whether you want to jab cross or hook your way through a kickboxing session, throwing punches will engage your upper arms, your shoulders, your core, and even your back. Flip on a seated kickboxing video and let the magic happen. Or, try throwing 20 solid punches out in front of you, exhale with each pow, rest for 20 seconds, and repeat 4 or 5 times. 5. Overhead Press No weights? No problem. Grab a couple water bottles or soup cans. Or, you can go weightless. Sit tall and bend your elbows so that your fingers are next to your ears. Squeeze your shoulder blades together as hard as feels comfortable. If you have a shoulder injury, you probably want to stop here. Just contract your shoulder blades, pause for a moment, and contract again. But if your shoulders are generally pain-free, continue imagining tapping your elbows together behind you as you press your fingers up toward the ceiling. Pause at the top, and come back down with control. Aim for 4 sets of 15 reps. 6. Overhead Side Bend Stretch This stretch will help you soothe the muscles all up and down your sides in a much-needed way. Sit up tall in your chair, Helming says. Extend both arms overhead with your hands overlapped, like you're about to dive into a pool. Take a deep breath, reach, and fully extend those arms so your biceps are near your ears, and then bend to the right as far as you comfortably can. You're trying to create length from your left hip to your left pinky finger. Take a few breaths in this position, relax and then repeat on the other side. Try to hit each side three times every hour is a great way to reset your posture and to open up your shoulders and upper back. 7. Gluteal Squeeze Dr. Colvin recommends gluteal squeezes to increase your butt strength. While that might sound silly, strong glutes can help reduce low back pain. First, contract your hamstrings, the backs of your thighs, to prep for the movement. Then squeeze your glutes as hard as you can, imagining lifting yourself off your chair with the power of the contraction. Shaking is normal, though of course if anything hurts, always stop. Hold, and breathe, 
for as long as you can, take a quick rest, and repeat three or four more times. 8. Seated Marches Brace your hands on the sides of your chair or palms down on the couch beside your hips. Pull your low belly up toward your navel to bring your left foot off the ground. Keep your knees bent like you're marching. When your left thigh comes as high as feels comfortable, slowly bring it back down as you contract your core again, repeating the movement with your right leg. Lean back if you need to. Perform 15 marches on each side for 3 or 4 sets. 9. Straight Leg Circles Brace your body just like you did for seated marches, but this time, bring up both legs at once. Straighten your knees out in front of you as much as you can. Steady your body and then draw little circles in the air with your legs. See how long you can comfortably do your circles. Rest as long as you need, still wagon acknowledges this one is tough, then go again for two or three more rounds. 10. Calf Raises Shift to the edge of your seat so that your feet can touch the ground. If you need to, use a pile of sturdy books or a solid box to raise the ground to you. Plant your feet with your toes pointed forward. Squeeze your calves to raise your heels off the floor. Hold the contraction nice and hard for a second, then slowly descend again. Hold a stretch at the bottom, pushing your heels down, and repeat. Do this for 4 sets of 25 reps. 11. Seated Skater Dr. Colvin recommends bringing skaters into your seated workout. They'll look a bit different than standing skaters, but they'll still engage your legs and heart rate plenty. Sit securely toward the edge of your chair or couch. Kick your left leg, with a soft bend in the knee, out to your left side. At the same time, bring your right foot across your body to tap the spot on the floor in front of your left knee. Reverse the flow, so that your right leg kicks out to the right side, and your left foot taps the floor in front of your right knee. Try to keep your torso as stable as you can. It's okay if this movement feels awkward at first. Once you get the hang of the exercise, go for 4 sets of 12 reps per side. 12. Leg Extensions You don't have to be able to squat to get some great leg work in. You are isolating a certain muscle group when you complete the exercise in a seated position, which causes you to focus just on movement, and the muscles involved, Stillwagon says. Sit up and brace your hands beside you with your knees bent and your feet dangling or on the floor. Squeeze your glutes to initiate the movement. When your feet start rising, contract your quads, the fronts of your thighs, hard to straighten your legs. Hold that top position with your knees locked out for a couple of seconds, squeezing your quads as hard as you can. Lower with control and repeat. Keep the same tempo for 4 sets of 15 reps. 13. Seated Hamstring Massage Straight up exercise isn't the only way to treat your body right. You can also release tension in your hamstrings while you're sitting down, which can go a long way toward preventing and reducing low back pain. From a chair, place a lacrosse ball or metal water bottle underneath your thigh about halfway between your knee and hip, Helming says. Slowly extend that leg until you feel an increase in pressure or slight discomfort, and then flex that leg again so your foot returns to the ground. Shift your weight side to side to get a cross-friction massage and then move to another spot. Spend 2-3 to three minutes working through different spots of your hamstrings. Spend extra time on those tight spots. Breathe throughout the movement, Helming says, and you'll be well on your way to feeling both looser and stronger. 14. Relieving Neck Tension Before you get started with any exercise, make sure you get rid of some of the tension that's accumulated from hours of sitting at your desk. These yoga moves for your neck and shoulders will allow you to avoid any headaches or neck pain later in the evening by taking the strain off your muscles. 
Despite how simple these moves seem, they are very effective and involve no pain. Just drop your chin, roll your head around, roll your shoulders both ways and stretch your arms as in the video explainer above. Stop immediately if you feel any pain. 15. Wrist Stretches Particularly useful for people who use the computer a lot, these wrist stretches help you relieve and avoid wrist pain and other more serious conditions in the future. For some quick ideas, lift your palms, stretch your arms, press your palms into each other, shake your hands to get rid of any tension, or try some wrist curls using water bottles as weights. 16. High Knees Need some cardio? Stand up from your desk and try to get your knees as high as you possibly can. This exercise is similar to running in place but you're focusing on bringing your knees high. You can use your hands and tap the palms with your knees to make sure you're doing the exercise correctly. Try going for 3 sets of 20 repetitions first. You can also use this quick exercise as a way to warm up before another workout too. 17. Chair Dips For this exercise, you need an office chair that won't roll away from you. Scoot up to the very front edge of your chair, place your legs out in front of you, and place your hands on either side of your hips, fingers pointing towards your desk. Grasp the edges of the chair with both hands, and use your core and arms to raise your body up off the chair and then down so that your rear goes down toward the floor. Push yourself back up, and repeat this 15 times. Do 3 cycles of 15. Water bottle free weights. For a simple, effective variant on your favorite free weight exercises, take 2 filled water bottles and do lateral raises, boxer drills, bicep curls, you name it. Using these as weights, do overhead presses, arm curls, and other simple gym-style workouts right at your desk. For each exercise, try 3 sets of 10 to 30 repetitions, according to the weight of your water bottles and your current strength. You can even turn these into a full arm day workout. 18. The Leaning Plank This exercise requires you to get up from your desk chair. But it can be great while you're waiting in line for the coffee machine or the microwave, or in those few minutes when everyone has left the conference room after a meeting. This is a variant on a plank exercise, using a very similar form. Step back so that you are at least a foot away from a wall and then lean forward against it using only your forearms for support. Hold this position as long as you can. The chest opener. For a variant, get into the leaning position and lower yourself until your shoulders almost touch the wall too and push yourself back up. Repeat 15 times. This is a quick and effective stretch for anyone who experiences, or wants to avoid, frequent shoulder pain. Sit on the edge of your chair. Place both hands behind the lower part of the neck, round this position with your elbows slowly coming in, and hold the chin down. Then, open up your chest and arms while holding your head high and squeezing your shoulder blades, and repeat. 5-10 to 10 repetitions as part of a regular complete workout will do. You can also try doing this stretch several times a day. Make sure you don't hold your breath so you don't get tired easily. 19. Lunges If you want a killer workout for your quads, there aren't many exercises that beat lunges. Stand with your feet halfway apart at shoulder width length. Bring one leg to the front, and extend the other towards the back, standing on your toes. This is your starting position. Slowly bend the knee of your front leg, forming a 90 degree angle, the knee shouldn't extend past the toes, and slowly lunge, while also bending the other leg. Bring your whole body down, until your back knee touches the ground. Do 5-15 to 15 reps, and then switch legs. You can make this even more challenging by adding some weight. 
Just get two bottles of water and pretend like you're holding dumbbells. 20. Desk Push-Ups This is a great upper body exercise. Place your palms at the edge of your desk, about shoulder width apart, and move your feet away from the desk until you are inclined towards it. Then, slowly lower your chest down towards the desk while breathing in, and then push yourself back up, as you would during a regular push-up. Repeat as many times as you can. Make sure that you're wearing the right shoes, or not wearing any at all. 21. Pretend Jump Rope This is another quick cardio workout that you can sneak into your routine. Stand with your feet close together, extend your forearms in the opposite directions at a low angle, and pretend that you're holding a jump rope. Make circular motions with your forearms and jump every time they point to the floor. You don't necessarily have to do the circular motions, but pretending that you're holding a jump rope and that you'll trip will help you time your jumps properly, resulting in a smooth workout. Hand and finger exercises can help strengthen your hands and fingers, increase your range of motion, and give you pain relief. Stretch only until you feel tightness. You shouldn't feel pain. Start with a simple stretch. Make a gentle fist, wrapping your thumb across your fingers. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds. Release and spread your fingers wide. Repeat with both hands at least four times. 22. Finger Stretch Try this stretch to help with pain relief and to improve the range of motion in your hands. Place your hand palm down on a table or other flat surface. Gently straighten your fingers as flat as you can against the surface without forcing your joints. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds and then release. Repeat at least four times with each hand. Hold your hand out in front of you, palm facing you. Bend your fingertips down to touch the base of each finger joint. Your hand should look a little like a claw. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds and release. Repeat at least four times on each hand. Hold a soft ball in your palm and squeeze it as hard as you can. Hold for a few seconds and release. Repeat 10 to 15 times on each hand. Do this exercise 2 to 3 times a week, but rest your hands for 48 hours in between sessions. Don't do this exercise if your thumb joint is damaged. 23. Pinch Strengthener This exercise helps strengthen the muscles of your fingers and thumb. It can help you turn keys, open food packages, and use the gas pump more easily. Pinch a soft foam ball or some putty between the tips of your fingers and your thumb. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds. Repeat 10 to 15 times on both hands. Do this exercise 2 to 3 times a week, but rest your hands for 48 hours in between sessions. Don't do this exercise if your thumb joint is damaged. Place your hand flat, palm down, on a table or other surface. Gently lift one finger at a time off of the table and then lower it. You can also lift all your fingers and thumb at once and then lower. Repeat 8 to 12 times on each hand. 24. Thumb Extension Strengthening the muscles of your thumbs can help you grab and lift heavy things like cans and bottles. Put your hand flat on a table. Wrap a rubber band around your hand at the base of your finger joints. Gently move your thumb away from your fingers as far as you can. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds and release. Repeat 10 to 15 times with both hands. You can do this exercise 2 to 3 times a week, but rest your hands for 48 hours in between sessions. Start with your hand out in front of you, palm up. Extend your thumb away from your other fingers as far as you can. Then bend your thumb across your palm so it touches the base of your small finger. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds. Repeat at least 4 times with both thumbs. 25. Thumb Touch 
This exercise helps increase the range of motion in your thumbs, which helps with activities like picking up your toothbrush, fork and spoon, and pens when you write. Hold your hand out in front of you, with your wrist straight. Gently touch your thumb to each of your four fingertips, one at a time, making the shape of an O. Hold each stretch for 30 to 60 seconds. Repeat at least four times on each hand. 26. Thumb Stretches Try these two stretches for your thumb joints. 1. Hold your hand out, palm facing you. Gently bend the tip of your thumb down toward the base of your index finger. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds. Release and repeat four times. 2. Hold your hand out, palm facing you. Gently stretch your thumb across your palm using just your lower thumb joint. Hold for 30 to 60 seconds. Release and repeat four times. An exercise tip. If your hands and fingers feel painful and stiff, try warming them up before you exercise. This can make it easier to move and stretch. Use a heating pad or soak them in warm water for about 5 to 10 minutes. Or, for a deeper warmth, rub some oil on your hands, put on a pair of rubber gloves, and then soak them in warm water for a few minutes. 27. Play with clay. Playing with putty or clay is a great way to increase the range of motion in your fingers and strengthen your hands at the same time. And it won't even feel like exercise. Just follow the kid's lead, squish the clay into a ball, roll it into long snakes with your palms, or use your fingertips to pinch spikes on a dinosaur. Desk Exercise Equipment While you can do all of the above exercises with no or limited equipment, if you want to take it one step further and keep your body's condition in top form, you can invest in minimal desk equipment. Here's the basic equipment you'll need. Yoga ball or ergonomic stool. Back pain is ruining your mood every day? Replace your office chair with an ergonomic stool or try sitting on a yoga ball for a couple of minutes one day each week. Be cautious with this. Make sure the size of the ball is the right one for you so that your knees aren't above your hips and your spine position is off. Otherwise, you simply won't be able to use it, and it's not safe, either. An adjustable desk. Since you're spending almost 8 hours of your day sitting, the desk is critically important for your health, and can even be detrimental to it. Adjustable and standing desks have become a huge trend these days as more and more people are starting to notice the side effects of sitting for prolonged periods of time. Aim to use an adjustable desk that allows you to sit up instead of down for at least 2 hours every day. Pair this with regular walks and all of the above stretches and exercises and you're on your way to radically improving your overall health. Small weights, resistance bands, and other small equipment. You won't be able to bring all the equipment you need to work but you can keep a few essential helpers on your desk. Small weights or resistance bands are a great way to start. Consider your top issues and needs. If you want to work your arms and core more often, go for light weights. For full body exercises, resistance bands are a lifesaver. Here's a great workout for using solely resistance bands at work. Special equipment to never stop moving. Yes, you can work and run at the same time. Under-desk treadmills, bikes and ellipticals are available for anyone who dislikes sitting for long hours but still has work to do. Also, these are unique ways to relieve stress while staying active. Create your own workout plan. Whichever exercise you opt for, make sure to create a complete routine. If you're a beginner, start with 5 or 6 exercises and gradually add more. 2 or 3 exercises is better than none but you won't see any consistent results. At work, you won't be able to put in one or two hours of physical activity.
So aim for 15 to 30 minutes or just kill the excuses and go to the gym during lunch break. 12 Excellent Stretches to Improve Back Pain at Your Desk Back pain is one of the most common musculoskeletal conditions among office workers. You might be fortunate enough to use a sit-to-stand desk, but working for several hours can still cause problems. Whether you're sitting or standing, the muscles in your back and legs can become tight causing increased strain in your joints. Using a standing mat and taking breaks will help, but stretching is a more direct way to address these symptoms. Stretching exercises can improve your back pain and increase your flexibility. Here are 12 excellent stretches that you can do in standing, sitting, or on the floor. Standing stretches. Standing is one of the best ways to reduce your risk for back pain at work. Even if you have to sit for most of the day, it helps to take breaks to stand and walk around. While you're standing, you can try these two stretches to reduce pressure in your lower spine and improve your flexibility. 1. Standing Trunk Extension Stretch Stand with your feet shoulders width apart. Place your hands in the small of your back for support. Slowly lean backward increasing the arch of your lower back until you feel a mild stretch in the abdominal muscles and slight pressure in the lower back. You can perform this as a static stretch by holding for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeating it 3 to 5 times per session. To perform this as an active range of motion exercise, hold for only a few seconds, but perform 10 repetitions per session. Standing Trunk Extension Stretch 2. Standing Quadriceps Slash Hip Flexor Stretch While standing, hold onto to your desk for support and put one foot up on a chair behind you. Depending on your flexibility, you can place the foot on the seat, arm, or back of the chair. Make sure that the foot on the ground is pointed forward with the knee bend slightly. Slowly push your pelvis forward while contracting your glutes. You should feel a stretch on the front of your hip and thigh. Hold this position for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Standing quadriceps slash hip flexor stretch. Sitting stretches. Sitting is the most common position for most office workers. As mentioned above, standing and taking breaks will help reduce your low back strain and risk for injury. However, there are a few exercises that you can do while sitting to improve pain and flexibility. 1. Seated Lateral Trunk Stretch While in a seated position, raise one arm over your head. Place your other hand on your thigh for support. Slowly bend to the opposite side until you feel a comfortable stretch along the side of your trunk. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Seated Lateral Trunk Stretch 2. Seated Knee to Chest Stretch While sitting in a chair, raise one knee as if you are marching until you can reach it with your hands. Use both hands to pull the bent knee up toward your chest until you feel a gentle stretch in the lower back and back of the hip. Your hands can be on top of your knee or behind your knee for comfort. Hold this position for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Seated Knee to Chest Stretch 3. Seated Hamstring Stretch while seated, rest your heel on the floor with your knee straight. Gently lean forward until a stretch is felt behind your knee slash thigh. You should keep your low back straight to focus the stretch on the hamstring muscles. Hold the stretch for 20 to 30 seconds, then repeat 3 to 4 times on each leg. Seated Hamstring Stretch 4. Seated Figure 4 Stretch Seated in a chair, cross one leg on top of the other so that your ankle is sitting over the opposite knee. Place one hand on the knee of the crossed leg. 
Gently lean your trunk forward while pressing gently on the cross knee until you feel a mild to moderate stretch in the hip and buttock area. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Seated figure 4 stretch. Stretches for on the floor. Sitting and standing exercises are practical and can be performed in nearly any setting, but stretching on the floor can be even more effective. If you have a private office or a clear area of floor available, these stretches will allow you to stretch more muscle groups in your trunk. 1. Single knee to chest stretch. While lying on your back, slowly bring one knee up toward your chest. Grasp the knee with both hands, either on top or under the knee, and gently pull it up towards your chest. You should feel a mild to moderate stretch in the low back, hip, and buttock. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Single knee to chest stretch. 2. Double knee to chest stretch. While lying on your back, slowly bring both knees up toward your chest. Grasp the knees with both hands, either on top or under the knee, and gently pull them up towards your chest. You should feel a mild to moderate stretch in the low back, hip, and buttock. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Double knee to chest stretch. 3. Supine piriformis stretch. While lying on your back, slowly bring one knee up toward your chest as you did with the single knee to chest stretch. Grasp the knee with both hands, either on top or under the knee, and gently pull it up across your body toward the opposite shoulder. You should feel a mild to moderate stretch in the low back, hip, and buttock, usually a stronger stretch in the buttock region on this one. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Supine piriformis stretch. 4. Lower trunk rotation stretch. While lying on your back, keep your feet and knees together with your knees bent. Gently lower your knees to one side until you feel a mild to moderate stretch in the opposite side of your low back and hip. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Lower trunk rotation stretch. 5. Prayer stretch. Start on your hands and knees with your hands in front of your knees. Slowly lower your buttocks towards your feet until you feel a mild to moderate stretch along your mid and lower back. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times. Prayer stretch. 6. Lateral prayer stretch. Start on your hands and knees as with the prayer stretch, but place both hands to one side. Slowly lower your buttocks towards your feet until you feel a mild to moderate stretch along the opposite side of your mid and lower back. To stretch the other side, move your hands to the opposite side and stretch again. Hold the stretch for 15 to 20 seconds, then repeat 3 to 5 times on each side. Lateral prayer stretch. Final thoughts? Whether you spend most of your time in sitting or standing, you might experience episodes of back pain while working. Changing positions, taking breaks, and walking are still great ways to relieve strain, but performing the stretches explained in this article will improve your flexibility and reduce your risk for back pain. Let alone if you have a desk job, you're at home a lot possibly unemployed from the pandemic, on disability or work only a few days a week you can do these exercises and stay healthy.